Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Sideline with the Cooks. I'm Erica and this is my mama. This is Valerie. Good evening. Hope everyone has had a good week so far. Yes, and we're here to talk about sports. Yay, sports. All right, so we'll go ahead and kick things off. Um, at this point, I usually apologize if this just turns into a venting session about the Titans or Grizzlies. Um, I don't know if we have much to vent about. No, I mean the Grizzlies, they got beat up on last night by the Clippers. Yeah, but that's to be expected, especially with... Um, with uh, one of our players, one of our better players being out. But we will we will chat about that. Uh, we can go ahead and jump right on into our highlights and violations segment. Um, we'll start with highlights. Mom, did you have a highlight for this week? Mm, no. It's no? Average weekend, yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, my highlight was the Lakers and Celtics game this past Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um it's a really good game, and you know, during that prime time slot on Sunday afternoon for the NBA, uh, the Lakers did win one fourteen to one twelve. But I mean, overall, um, it was a really good game, and, and Jason Tatum played extremely well and tried. You know, for some people, he probably just you know introduced himself um, to a lot more people, even though he was in the All Star game. But right, right, right. But still, the way he played, I'm sure a lot more people are now paying attention. He's on their radar. Mm-hmm. All right. So we'll go ahead and move right on to our violations. Uh, Mom, did you have a violation this week? I No, not really. No, no, no. Okay. It was a, it was, like I said, it was a, so so weak so yeah mm-hmm. um i do have a violation although you do? You know, i do although this is something that can't really be avoided so I, i'm not gonna say it's a a true violation but uh jaron jackson jr for the memphis grizzlies will be out for a couple weeks with a with a knee injury so um which is really, really key. Um, like you said, the Clippers uh, did did beat the Grizzlies the other day. And um, I believe they also lost that game before that. So I think they've had two games since the All-Star break ended. Mm-hmm. And I believe they yeah, lost they both lose. of those. I think they did. I think I watched the last game last week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We, lost to, we lost to the Kings on Thursday. And then the Clippers over the weekend and uh that that eight nine ten spot in the west is just really you know it's really close so um every game he's out you know we're just giving other teams a chance to bump us out of the playoffs Mm -hmm. so yeah they lost to the kings on thursday then they lost to the lakers on was this friday or saturday on friday so i watched the kings okay and then we lost to the Clippers. Was that Monday night? Yeah, that was yesterday. We played the Clippers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was yesterday. So, um, yeah, we need him. You know, we're showing him a speedy recovery. Yes, yes, yes. We need him. 
and you know Jay Morant can't can't do it all. But right. I, I, I'm liking the bench. They just got it work out the kinks. Yeah, and the bench like they definitely have have stepped up. I mean, other than mm-hmm. the loss to the Clippers last night, they have been playing these games pretty pretty close. Um, so, I mean, we, you know, we, we, I hope he comes back soon. <laughs> I will just say that, um, and we can go ahead and move right on into our headlines of the week segment. Um, this probably would be a shorter episode, guys. It's been, like my mom said, a, a so-so week. Um, I really just kind of want to talk about basketball. Um, honestly, anything in the NFL, hasn't really interested me and with the combine you know coming up this week mm-hmm. we'll we'll have a lot more to talk about nfl wise right. next week right. um so some nba news for a bit so um let's see let's see what i have first on my list oh so monday uh staples hosted the memorial service for uh kobe and gianna um why did you were you able to catch you know any part of it or, or watch the whole thing anything like that well I, because of the time of the year it is i couldn't do it i just couldn't do it and yeah only you would understand what i'm talking about but i couldn't do it yeah so i've i've seen bits and and pieces i've seen some clips but i do plan on it's just been kind of busy for me mm-hmm. so i do plan on sitting down and uh, you know i I would prefer to be in tears in my own home. <laughs> <laughs> and like, and I did see clips, and it appeared it was clips. Gosh, I just been mushy all week. Um, I did see clips. I think I liked. You know, I love Michael Jordan, so I liked his. He said he's gonna be watching the funny memes of him crying for the next six months, and I thought that was cute. Yeah. So, but from, I, I mean, from what I've seen, it seemed to be pretty good. Yeah. So I will definitely sit down and watch every bit. Um, you know, of course, all the clips are out there, but I, I did watch part of Shaq's speech and um, Rob Palenka's speech, a little bit of Michael Jordan's speech. Um, I definitely haven't watched uh, Vanessa's speech yet because, again, like I said, I would rather be at home so I can sob in private mm-hmm. <laughs> because I know that would be a bit rough for me to get through. Um, and um, who also spoke was uh, Sabrina Ionescu from Oregon women's basketball team. And they actually had a game against Stanford that night. So after the service, um, she was able to fly back down to. Uh, now, is this um, the player or the coach? I think I'm getting something. This is the player. This is the young lady who's on the team. Just like the okay, really good. Okay. okay. Yeah, uh, the, the really good young lady who plays for Oregon. basketball this weekend. Well, just one game, but. Yeah. So they've um after the service she flew back to um oh man, now I can't remember. Where's Stanford? Somewhere in California, isn't it? Yeah, wherever Stanford is, because of course I can't f- remember where it is now. Mm-hmm. Flew back, um they had a game against Stanford. So Oregon's number three in the country and Stanford's number four. 
Um, yeah, because South Carolina's number one in. Yep. So she flew back and she posted another triple double. I think this is number 26 of her career, where she already has the record for most triple doubles by a college player. But she's now um, also the first and only player, men or women, to collect 2,000 points, 1,000 rebounds, and 1,000 assists. And, you know, um, she attributed to, to Kobe um, and doing it for Kobe and Gianna, um, mm-hmm. you know, 224.20, which is two is Gianna's jersey, was Gianna's jersey number, 24 being Kobe's jersey number, and um, her uh, Sabrina's jersey number is 20. So I thought that was, that was really nice. Um, mm-hmm. <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> oh man, I can't wait to see her in the. I can't wait to see her in the WNBA. She's probably like one of the better players I've ever seen, ever ever watched play. So that was really nice for her to be able to um, give such a, a share, like you know, kind of give a speech and, and share an amazing you know story about the bond that her and Kobe had, and then to be able to go back to her team and put up the performance that she had last night, and. Um, on top of all that, she's recovering from the flu and still went out there and put up a, a triple double. Michael Jordan. <laughs> yes, it was a flu game okay. in honor of Kobe and Gianna. Okay. So that was really that was really sweet. Um let's see, next here I have on my list. Bradley Beal, who's playing for the Wizards right now, um, unfortunately. He is the first player to score 50 points in back-to-back nights since Kobe. Um, that was that was pretty awesome. So he scored 53 on... Of the Wizards? Yes, Bradley okay. Beal of the Wizards. Yeah, see, you laughed at me when I said I liked the Wizards. Yeah, you know, I understand why we laughed. Okay. <laughs> Cuz you know they so the thing with the Oh, go ahead. Okay. So the thing with the Wizards is that they are have like one of the best offenses in the league, but they also have like one of the worst defenses in the league. And nobody really knows what's what's going on, what what the management is going for. Um, what, you know, especially with John Wall being out in his contract, they can't, they can't trade him because his contract is just so massive. Um, so, I mean, it's clear that Bradley Bill is just out there, you know, just out there playing. Mm -hmm. And so, um, see y'all. I've been trying to figure out what piece they needed. They need to be, you know, to be amongst the contenders, and I haven't figured that out yet. Because when they're on, they're on, and when they're not, they're not. Right. So um, Sunday night, he scored fifty-three in a loss to the Chicago Bulls. And then Monday night he scored fifty five in the loss in a loss to your Milwaukee Bucks. And so, um 
he thought it was pretty cool. Like, you know, of course, he didn't know that. But he was also, you know, this 53 and 55 is great, but we still lost. Mm -hmm. So, you know, doesn't mean as much. Um, Which, unfortunately, with him playing for the Wizards, he can keep putting up these career numbers. But Mm -hmm. um, because it's for a team that's constantly losing, you know. Since I haven't figured it out, I can't say what they need to be a contender. But I've always liked the Wizards. They have a John Wall and Dude and Gee Whiz. I can't think of the other person. But anyway, I've always liked them. And they don't get, they don't. There's something in there. I want to put my finger on it. Yeah. And I think that's part of um, part of the reason why Bradley Beal didn't get picked as a reserve for the All-Star game is that, yeah, he's a great scorer, but your team is terrible. So, like, I, I think that played a part in why he, he wasn't selected for the All-Star game, even as a reserve. And I think they, that's, you know, they need to start looking at the players when they're choosing the teams and not necessarily the team. And I think because that happened a for players. A lot of players out there are good. It's just their team is not. Yeah, and I think that happened for some some of the fellas, some of the guys in the All Star game. Like they're well, Trey Young got voted in by the fan votes. But if you go and look at the reserves that were picked, um, I mean, I, I see what you're saying. You would think like for the reserves that's picked by the coaches and players and they would, you know, game recognized game and it wouldn't be about um Right. You know, winning. Mm-hmm. But I I think with I think it's just unfortunate that he's in Washington. Like if he was playing for another team with just what, as bad of a Huh? What do you think they need? What I, I think they need some people who can play defense. So, like, once John Wall returns, which um, I I don't think he's going to play at all this season. So, like, next season, once he returns, or maybe the end of this season, um, once he returns, like, offensively, they'll just get better. But if they can't defend, like, that's not going to get them very far. So they need some defense, and I get. I think the organization as a whole just needs um, some direction. Like, this is what this is what we're doing. This is what we're looking for. This is kind of the direction we're going in moving forward. Um, it's not all just you know problems on the court. You know, when it comes to front office, I'm not sure anybody really knows what's going on in, in DC right now. Yeah. Alright, let's see here. So, Joel Embiid has been balling out since the All-Star break um, ended. He... Like the greatest player ever? Yeah. So, after their overtime win over the Nets, who, Kyrie, who you know, Kyrie, missing Kyrie because he's out for the season, um, he declared himself the, bless, the best player in the world. Um, which, you know... I'm not. I'm not mad at it. You're not. No, because I mean, as a player, 
you know, you probably need to have a little chip on your shoulder, which I'm fine with that. I just think the rest of us can be honest about, you know, where he is and, you know, top, you know, top, the best player in the world. But for Joel, if that's what he needs to think in order to, to put up the performance he's, he's put up, then I'm okay with it. Yeah. So the uh let's see. So they they beat the Nets in overtime. Um Joel and B shows up and you know, he's now the best player in the world. They then turned around and lost to the Bucks. Which eh, you know, it it is what it is. Um, I I think I think if you declare yourself the best player in the world and then you go play Giannis and you lose, it kind of negates a little bit. Who, right. <laughs> who did he play again? The Bucks. Who did he play again? The Bucks. Giannis and who the Milwaukee play? Bucks. Okay, okay. There you go. Right. But then they turned around and, and played the Hawks and beat them 129 to 112. And Joel Embiid went out there and scored 49 points, um, a career high. Um, I think I I can give him that. Yeah. So, um, NBA has been playing extremely well this past couple games. Um, but let's also keep in mind that Ben Simmons is, is out indefinitely right now, um, with looks like nerve impingement. So he'll be reevaluated in two weeks and then, you know, a decision will be made then if he's ready to return or not. But, um, I th- what do you think of the combination of Ben Simmons and and Joel Embiid? I like it. I'm not gonna lie. Really? Yeah. Hmm. I mean, they can play off each other. Though. I mean, you can't. I don't. I don't. You can't beat him. I like it. Okay. And people. Uh, need to be afraid. I think. No. I think the two of them play together really well, but I think when either one is out, the other one gets to like have a bigger impact. Um, well, well uh, I'm gonna put that back on the coaches. I'm not going to put that on Brett Brown. I'm going to put it on Ben Simmons. <laughs> Are you really? So, the, the, hear me out. Hear me out. So, Joel Embiid, he's a traditional big man who can step out and, and knock down jump shots, but he has the most impact on the block. Like, nobody can. Essentially, people have a very, very hard time guarding him. Right. So, when Joel is out, when it's just Joel out there, the paint the 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 paint is freed up versus when Joel's out there and Ben Simmons is out there and because Ben Simmons refuses to shoot a jump shot whoever's guarding Ben Simmons can just pack in the paint we're having this same argument again that's the coach and Ben Simmons Bet, I Brett I don't know what Ben Simmons insecurity is because that's what I see Right, so you know, maybe a lack of a confidence issue. Right. But I, I was saying is that Brett Brown can't force Ben Simmons to start taking jump shots. 
But, you know, on the flip side of things, if Joel Embiid is out and Ben Simmons, his his game is all about, you know, playmaking and getting to the rim, he can do that really well when, when Joel Embiid is out because there's not another defender there clogging up the paint trying to so cover Joel. he's taking advantage of Joel or the situation? I think Joel is – these past couple of games have been playing to his his full potential because there's more space with Ben with Ben Simmons not being out there. The 76ers have a spacing issue and it's because their point guard refuses to shoot jump shots. That is a a a coaching if you that's a coaching player problem. And I'm sorry, they might have to threaten Ben Simmons. You need to play to your full potential that we know you, what we know you could do instead of, because that, you know what, it's, it's really, and I didn't say this the last time. I'm not going to say it this time. Go on. I don't know. They're not going to threaten. You don't threaten your superstar, one of your superstars. To, hey, easy. Then play. Then play. Then play. Don't either gonna play all the way or you're not. Cause right now I'm really, I really, I don't want to say what I really am feeling. I didn't say it last time. I don't want to say it this time. But jo- I'll say this: Joel is your teammate. Deal with it. I don't. No, no, no. I don't think they're holding each other back like purposely. I just think. Their their games are so similar. Well, not their games are similar, but they both work inside the paint. Like both, that's where they make their money, and it's hard for both of them to do that when both of them are out there on the floor because there's just not enough space. Okay, I'm still making my point about it's a coaching issue. That's who has to figure out how to make space, how to make it work. That's the thing that he can do. He can come up with all the schemes. He can come up with anything. But if you're guarding Ben Simmons and you know he's not going to shoot the ball outside the paint, I'm not going to go. Why go guard him outside the paint? You see what, you see what I'm saying? But you see how it's, it's all making, it's coming full circle. Yeah, so we we Joel is killing it right now. I I expect that he will continue to play that way, and then you know they're back to square one once Ben Simmons gets back there, you know, back out on the floor. But I think I think up until this point, like the you know the Seventy Sixers have been playing really well. The thing is, they've played so much better at home than they do on the road. Um. Yeah, both these wins, the last two of their three wins were at home, and they lost to the Bucks. You know, got whooped by the Bucks on the road. Mm-hmm. Um, they need to figure out how to play better on the road, along with this spacing issue that, you know, seems to present it itself whenever Joel and Ben Simmons are on the floor. And the thing with Ben Simmons is that he does everything else so well. Like you need him out there on the floor. You want to have him on the floor. But when he's out there, your spacing is off because whoever's guarding him can just, you know, huddle around the paint. They don't actually have to guard him on the perimeter. 
And then you don't want to just have Joel Embiid out there, you know, on the perimeter because that's not where he's, he's his best. Like, he has more of an impact on the block. Right, right, right. Sticking with my argument. That's up to the coaches and those two to figure it out. Okay. So, yeah. But I, because I do like the pairing. I do like that. And that's the thing. It, I think it will work if, I'm not saying Ben Simmons needs to become this amazing three-point shooter. But if he could just have like a credible mid-range jumper. That yes. creates a little bit of space for everybody. Yes, yes. yes. Isn't that what you said about Giannis last year? Yeah. Okay. And what happened? He, you know, his shooting has gotten a lot better. Okay, dokie. You know, let's just hope this happens with with ben. my thing with Ben is that I don't. We haven't seen him even try. Like last year, we saw Giannis try. He was taking threes. He was taking mid-range shots, and we could tell that he's his shot got better well have you seen ben simmons take a jump shot no exactly no exactly um all right we'll move on the the sex because the 76ers they frustrate me so much they have so much talent and they just can't figure it out yeah um so we'll move on to the portland trailblazers a team that also frustrates me uh, they had a a big win. Sun it was a Sunday, Sunday night. I want to say it was Sunday against the 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 Pistons. Um, where Carmelo had has had had his best game that he's had in in about three years. He had he scored thirty two. You know what? That should have been my highlight. I, I I that was wonderful. That was good. I was that was good. That made me feel good. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Melo uh, scored thirty-two. CJ McCollum put a put up a monster forty-one points um, to get them a win over the Pistons, one hundred seven, one hundred four. Um, I'm just always excited whenever um, Carmelo does really well. I think he got a he got a bad deal, and I'm so glad to see him back and and right. playing well right. and actually making an impact. Um, right. So my, the Trailblazers are still four games out of the eighth seed. So I mean they are trying their darnest to to you know claw scratch and claw their way into the playoffs. Yeah, they, I, they got a lot of work to do. I, and then, you know what? I don't know what happened this year. I I I just yeah don't know what happened. So, yeah, they've been dealing with some injuries, and they just got off to, like, a really bad start. And just losing games, they didn't have any business losing. And they still have that every now and then. Like, they – I can't remember. They lost – who was it that they lost to before this game? And they had no business, like, no business whatsoever um, losing this game. And it's – like, this, it's one of those, like – Certain wins you just have to have. Um, man, where is it? Who was it? Let me find this because they, they uh-huh. really had no business losing this game that they lost. Let me find it. Uh-huh. Oh. 
they lost to the Pelicans. 128 to 115 and that that's a like that's a winnable game um yeah i know the pelicans are playing well zion's been a beast but that's a winnable game like if you yeah because they now back up to number 10 yeah for you to be you know in the conference finals the you know the season before like you should be able to win a game um well they're right behind portland yeah so who's behind memphis I just thought I would say that. Yeah, they are. So as much as I, I love my Grizzlies. Like I, I want the I want the Trailblazers to do well. So I I would be conflicted as we get you closer. Would? I'm gonna be conflicted as we get closer to the playoffs, okay. especially if okay. this, because now they are one game. One game. Mm-hmm. They are the ninth seed, and it looks like mm-hmm. they're two and a half games behind Memphis. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I'm going to be very conflicted. Okay, okay then. <laughs> Extremely conflicted. Um, And then, let's see here. Oh, Miami Heat retired Dwayne Wade's jersey on Saturday night. It was actually a, a weekend just to celebrate Dwayne Wade, which mm-hmm. I thought that was... I thought that was really cool. Um, yeah, I like Dwayne Wade. Yeah, he's you know, you know. That, he's getting a lot. Well, that might be my violation, but that might be my violation for the year. Yeah, how he's parenting. Let him parent how he think how he thinks is right. Exactly. So, uh, in the midst of everyone talking about. Um, him and his family and how he chooses to leave his family. He did have a you know, a very great moment with the Heat with the Miami Heat, um, retiring his jersey and, you know, essentially having a whole weekend dedicated to to him. Mm-hmm. Um I I I really do miss watching Dwayne play, you know. Mm-hmm. He's one of my favorite players and him in Miami was, you know, a perfect pairing and It was like the fact that he went back home after he retired. Yeah. So that was good for Chicago. So yeah, he did have spent a little bit of time in Chicago um, after he didn't re-sign with the Miami Heat, and of course that time in Chicago was interesting, and he ended up in Cleveland, and that time was even more interesting. And for him to end up back in Miami, we were all like, okay, this feels right. It didn't, it didn't seem right for him to be in a different Jersey. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> so I, I think we were all happy to see that the heat and, um, and, and, uh, Dwayne were able to figure that out and have him come back. And so that was really encouraging. Mm-hmm. Um, huh. That's all I have for for basketball news. Um, I did want to talk about the fight, but you didn't catch any highlights, so I don't. No, and I can't. Yeah, I can't remember. So doing? I can't remember. I'm sorry. But of course, it was. Should have called me and told me it was on. Yeah, I probably should have. But uh, it was the heavyweight championship with Deontay Wilder and Tyson Fury and. Mm -hmm. I think this is like the first actual like main like boxing event that I did. You know, went to a watch party, put in my little my little portion of the fee for you know the paper 
pay-per-view thing um you know yeah so we end up watching it on espn plus and Mm -hmm. then you know went over to a friend's house and you know drank and had food and stuff so that was pretty cool and we watched a a couple of the fights leading up to it and Mm -hmm. then the actual main event um i will say i you missed an event like i know so much of boxing like the fight is only so long and then it's like the I don't want to say the circus, but it's the entertainment factor of like before mm-hmm. and leading up to the fight and the mm-hmm. entrances into the arena. And, um, but it was a good fight. Uh, Tyson Fury won. And I don't know very much about boxing. I'm going to admit this. I'm going to preface the next thing I say with that. But in that fight, it was clear, there was a clear difference between a boxer and a fighter. And so I don't know if you know mine, but Deontay Wilder is like known to have like the strongest right hand punch and like in all of boxing. So essentially mm-hmm. he's, I want to say he was 42 and 0 with going mm-hmm. into that match. And essentially like he essentially like stays in a fight and then bam, here comes this right hand and his opponent is knocked out. And that's how he's been winning a lot of fights. Mm-hmm. Um, So... And this is a rematch. So Wilder and Fury fought last year, and it came down to a draw um, by decision. And it was the same thing. Deontay Wilder stayed in a fight. He landed that deadly right-hand punch. But Tyson Fury, Tyson Fury did, get, did go down. He did get knocked out, but he got right. He got up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he got up, and they went back to fighting. So I think that's a lot of what we were expecting, that Deontay, like Deontay Wilder only needs one punch. If he can stay... If he can stay in it, all he needs is that one punch. And for Deontay, that that one punch never came. Mm-hmm. He was never, he never got that one punch in. Um, Tyson Fury knocked him down early in the fight, and I don't think, me personally, I don't think he recovered from that um, from that punch. I want, I can't remember right what round it was, but he did knock him down. It was and, the seventh, wasn't it? That's when the fight ended, but he got his first, Tyson Fury got his first knockdown early in the fight, and oh, okay. and right after you could see blood coming from um, Deontay Wilder's ear. So I think, mm-hmm. I want to say, you know, he probably did rupture his eardrum, and, and for those who don't know, like, your ears are really important for, like, your equilibrium and, and your balance, and he, and, Deont- and Deontay Wilder just didn't look good after that first knockdown, but mm-hmm. he stayed, like, but he stayed in it, um. Uh, so by the seventh round, he got knocked down. I want to say it was the sixth round or seventh. Round? He got knocked down again, and so um, towards the end of the seventh round, he got caught in the corner, and his team just called the fight because at this point, he he wasn't really throwing any punches. He wasn't protecting himself, so they thought it was best that um, that they called the fight. So that's how that went, mm-hmm. and it, to me, it was just very clear that Deontay. Deontay Wilder is going to have to become a better boxer on top of having that deadly right hand, where it's like Tyson Fury is a boxer. So I'm proud of you. I, you know, I'm trying. Okay, I'm proud of you. I've, 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 I've taken a liking to boxing the older that, the older that I've got. And then, of course, like one of my teammates, her fiance is a boxer, so like uh-huh. I'm more invested now. I, I went to, <laughs> to the party hoping to see him in like one of the leading up fights. He wasn't, but still, so I'm invested now. Okay, good. good. <laughs> I'm proud of you because you know I grew up with who? 
Muhammad Ali. Yeah. Okay. The greatest. Yeah. So Tyson. Tyson Fury is now um, the heavyweight champion. And speaking of, of Ali, he now um, Ali held the title on like all the different leagues, whatever. I don't know the actual terms, but the four different leagues in in heavyweight boxing. Tyson Fury now at some point has won the title, and mm-hmm. the same he he's achieved the same thing that Ali achieved. So that was pretty cool, and the. I think the the best part is that that night they honored um, Mike Tyson. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Good. Good. So, I, if you go ever go back and and watch the uh, catch yeah, some highlights. Lay down tonight. Yeah. Um. There's been. I know. I'm not gonna lie. I was a little disappointed that Deontay Wilder. Um, didn't win. Like, granted, I wasn't cheering for either of the two. I was really just hoping for a good fight because they really, the two of them have like really good um, stories. Um, mm-hmm. I know a lot. I know a little bit more about Deontay, um, not Deontay Tyson Fury story. Um, just a little bit because I've seen him do interviews where he's talked about, you know, he shares some very, you know, personal stuff, and mm-hmm. he's, you know, returning to the top of boxing after having a, a drug addiction and, and depression. And, um, so, uh, I've, either way it went, I would have been, I think I would have been happy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, um, so what I've seen so far is, as Deontay Wilder is kind of explaining, giving his side of the story as far as what, um, what happened is he wore this very, elaborate and I want you to look up this costume and when you finally see it as his as part of his entrance he wore this very elaborate costume and Mm -hmm. it looks great Mm -hmm. but he's now saying that that costume weighed 40 pounds and that him having to walk that into the you know into the ring which is like you know this three to five minute entrance yeah this three to five minute entrance he's saying that the costume was too heavy and it took away his legs. So he didn't have any legs during the fight, which I think that's, I personally think that's a bad excuse, but <laughs> whoever told you, sir, to put on a 40 pound costume also should be fired from your team. <laughs> like, of course that wouldn't help. Like this is boxing is a, is, is a thing of, is a game of stamina. Like so much of it is about stamina and be able to last, last round after round. Like, why would you want to, I don't know. I thought it was a bad excuse, but just a bad idea overall. Like, it looks really nice, and I thought it was really cool watching the entrance, but now hearing that that thing weighed 40 pounds, like, somebody got to get fired. Who, who? Well, see, that's what. Who thought that was a good idea? 50 years has, boxing has known to. You, you used to come out with a robe on, and that was it. Your, your robe might have had something on the back of it. And that used to be it, but it's yeah. Uh, theatrics has taken over, so and it, yeah, and I think theatrics has always been a part of boxing, but not sport. but not so much as like entrance, like leading up to the fight. Right. Um, but yeah, so he he's saying it's his it was his costume that took away his legs, and he didn't have any legs during the fight. Um, I disagree. I think that's a bad excuse. I think he just got outboxed. Like mm-hmm. Deontay Wilder is a really good fighter. But now he needs to like actually box, whereas Tyson Fury is a boxer. Like, well, I am so proud of you. <laughs> this piece of 
she's turning into a boxing fan, y'all. I was, you know, with her growing up, y'all don't. She didn't have much to watch <laughs> as far as boxing was concerned. So I'm feeling good. So yeah, we will go ahead and wrap this up on that note. Um, <laughs> if we could talk more about this, if you go and catch some highlights, we can talk more about boxing. Okay, you know, okay, going okay. forward. Okay. Um. So uh, that's that's it for this episode. You can uh, stream this and all our other episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, um, Google Podcasts. You can find us on social media on Twitter at Sideline WT Cooks and on Facebook at Sideline with the Cooks Podcast. Um, Mom, you have any words of wisdom to share with the people? Uh, just love on one another. Yes. Yes, absolutely. And um, with that, we will we'll go ahead and get out of here. We'll talk to you guys next week. All right, and everybody have a good rest of the week and enjoy the sports that we have. All right. Bye. Bye-bye.